When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The Zone. If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh my goodness, I'll tell you what, this weather forecast has got me smiling from ear to ear on a Monday morning. How are you everybody? Farm Director Pam Yankee, glad you're along with us. I hope you're going to be following us all week long. It is Wisconsin Farm Technology Day's time. Show opens officially tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., just outside of Loyal at Rail Acres Farms. And the entire Midwest Farm Report team is going to be there. Now, I'll be broadcasting from the grounds Tuesday and Wednesday. Stephanie Hoff's going to be up there on Thursday, but the whole team going to be making their way through the show grounds at one time or another. You can follow all the action on our Facebook page, Fabulous Farm Babe. And fabulous is exactly the way to describe the weather we've got coming up this week. Whether you're going to Wisconsin Farm Technology Days or getting ready to enjoy some county fair activities today. A few clouds, 85 are expected high. Tomorrow, sunshine and 81. Wednesday, sunshine and 80 degrees. Thursday, sunshine and 83. Boy, I tell you, can't remember the last time that Wisconsin Farm Technology Days had this kind of a forecast ahead of it. Is it going to hold? We'll talk about that with Stu Muck, our Ag Meteorologist, coming up. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. Geez, I'm tired, and it's only on a Monday. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, but soon to be making my way to the central portion of the state. It is Wisconsin Farm Technology Days week, and I'll tell you what, uh, it's a great time to learn about the latest innovations in agriculture. And, Bob, for you and I, it's also an excellent time to get reacquainted with buddies that we haven't seen for just a little while. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days allows us to do that. And really, when it comes to agriculture, sharing stories, sharing experiences, it's kind of a, it's a theme that runs through all of our events. It really does. And, of course, we're talking about a major event starting tomorrow. And, of course, that is Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. And one of the organizations that will be there, the Wisconsin Farmers Union. And I had a chance recently to talk to Julie Bomar who is the executive director of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, not about farm tech days, but about uh, other activities. The Farmers Union is very much involved in here in the state. Producer-led watershed councils, and they're moving to a new facility, still in Chippewa Falls. But I talked to Julie about those producer-led watershed councils, how important they are, and the work they are doing around the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, we, we have a lot of effort going on here in the Chippewa Valley and towards the west. We have a watershed coordinator on staff who works specifically with four counties here in western Wisconsin and um, helps those councils get organized and put on educational events. And more recently, we're uh, working to support uh, new farmer-led watershed councils in Chippewa County. And we're combining efforts with uh, Chippewa County Farm Bureau, 
Chippewa County Farmers Union and Chippewa County land conservation folks to really help bring information to farmers in the area who might be interested in changing some, some of their farming practices to help protect the water and soil uh, in the area. Now these watershed coalitions, as far as uh, getting some of the agencies involved here that are actually conservation on the land groups besides the Farmers Union and Farm Bureau, what kind of educational programs are you offering? And you've got a day coming up in July. That's correct. Um, the efforts that we're trying to uh, help support are really farmer-led, peer-to-peer um, -peer kind of learning, you know, helping people understand the struggles they might have gone through to do cover crops or put in uh, buffer strips and things like that to really learn from the people who are out you know, uh, doing the practice in the field. And so that's the main effort is that peer-to-peer -peer learning. But land conservation brings in also knowledge about soil testing and putting together plans and also really networking people with other resources. You know, what else is out there if you've got some marginal farmland and you're not sure about cropping it? You know, what kind of options do you really have available that could be incentivized um, through different programs? So we need to pull all those folks together to really have a good educational program. And in this world of uh, grants and loans and things like that, I would think a program like this would be primed for a grant from somebody either statewide or federal wide. Have you got any financial assistance? Absolutely. Um, you know, the producer-led watershed councils are often supported by DATCAP grants, and um, those have been expanded over the years. Uh, there's been a lot of call from the agricultural community to provide those incentives to really help people, you know, make a financial decision as well as, you know, a decision that many of them want to make. Uh, and, and so having that kind, of, that kind of support is really crucial when you're talking about those kinds of transitions. When we talk about uh, the actual on-the-ground events, what kind of things will we be doing in the fields? Will we be along, along rivers, along streams, by lake? Where are we going to be and what kind of a day will it amount to being as far as education-wise? Well, on July 28th, we're really just going to talk out at Camp Kenwood and have some information sharing with farmers and land conservation folks, people that are really you know, on the ground. Um, and But what you see across the state are a wide variety of educational opportunities from pasture walks to soil testing. Uh, here in western Wisconsin, there's the Soil Your Undies program. I don't know if you've heard about that, Bob, but people bury a pair of whitey tidies in the soil and take it out at the end of the harvest season and see who's done a better job in terms of um, you know, deteriorating those with some good soil conditions. So it's kind of a, a fun, attention-grabbing way to really help uh, show, you know, the active, you know, the soil, the bioactivity in the soil, and, and, and demonstrate how that can be good for input costs as well as uh, deteriorating whitey tidies. Julie Bomar, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, with us talking about these producer-led uh, watershed councils. Do we have a, a number of these or are they popping up all over around the state? Uh, how vast is the network of these councils? Well, they're spread across the state for sure. And I know there's other there's a lot of producers who want to get involved. Um, I, I, I don't have a specific number for you, Bob, but um, we could certainly find that out for you from some of our DATCAP friends and, and folks in the extension too who work with water quality and soil quality. 
How do we find out if there's one in our area, one of these councils? I would call your land conservation department um, and they can put you in touch. Um, most of these councils also have web pages so that, you know, they're trying to get more people involved in the councils. It's kind of the whole purpose of it. And it needs to be farmer led. And so um, I would definitely contact land conservation as a first step to see what's in your community. So the producer-led watershed councils also, Julie, you have to be excited at the Farmers Union. You're going to have a new home pretty soon. It'll still be in Chippewa Falls, but you'll be uh, overlooking the river. You bought a building. What's the status of remodeling and moving in? Well, we're at it every day, pretty much. Um, we're meeting with architects right now on design and trying to figure out how to pull together some vending operations, a new state office, some programming space, event space, as well as some uh, residential apartments on the top floor. And this building, which is on River Street and Island, is huge. It's a 45,000 square foot building, very historic building right there in downtown Chippewa. Our board of directors decided to stay in Chippewa. We want to really help um, our Farmers Union members, but also really help Chippewa Falls with some independent businesses and revitalization. And so it's a beautiful uh, piece of property. It's, it's where we want to be. And you mentioned apartments on top. You've got to have office space for the Chippewa, or for the Farmers Union in Chippewa Falls. But you want to encourage other economic activity in some of the other floors. Absolutely. And because we're a member-driven organization, when, when the board made this decision, they really decided um, that whatever we did there, we needed to make sure that it was a beneficial to farmers. And so what we're doing is working with vendors who we asked to be members of the Farmers Union. We also asked them to have a percentage of their um, product coming from Wisconsin Farmers Union members. And so far, the cool thing is nobody's blinked an eye at that request. So I feel like it's a really the right time to ask people to do something for independent farmers and local farmers to help them have market access, and that's the whole goal. Have you checked with the folks at the North Dakota Farmers Union because they're very progressive, and of course they have the Farm First restaurants in Washington, D.C. that have been very, very successful. Is the idea here in Wisconsin at the Chippewa Falls headquarters of Wisconsin Farmers Union kind of a mini North Dakota example? Well, we don't really want to manage those businesses. We want them to be independent, but um, we have invested in those North Dakota-led uh, um, uh, farm-to-table restaurants. So the idea has been around for quite a while. This is the first chance we've really had the opportunity to try to make our own kind of model. But the, the idea is much the same, absolutely. What is the timetable here? Is we're, we're into summer and, and these things don't happen soon, especially when you get into older buildings. Who knows what the wiring and the plumbing and Lord knows what else is there. Are you on some kind of a schedule? Farm Tech Days 2024, Bob. <laughs> That's what I keep saying. That's my goal. Uh, we'd love to have this building um, be um, you know, available to folks that are coming to Farm Tech Days in Chippewa County in 2024. So that's, that's the eyes on the prize. Now, I'm not in control or we're not in control of, of all the factors that go into it, but that would certainly be fun to have a beer on the patio uh, of, of our new, uh, new building there in, in summer 2024. What was the response of the membership when uh, this was announced that the Farmers Union was going to be moving out of the, the house, basically, in Chippewa Falls to this new building? Well, you know, we've been in Chippewa since the early 1940s, our whole, t our whole time, you know, and of existence has really been centered there. So I think that there was definitely a desire to stay in a historic location. But um, I really haven't heard any 
any negativity at all. I think people are excited by the concept, and and we we got to work to help you know save our rural communities. And so, uh, in our membership, nobody's against that. Um, we're we're all for it. And I think that the idea that we're really helping trying to produce you know more market access, um, people, business owners politicians, everybody around Chippewa is super excited about that. So I think it's all its all been really very, very warmly received. And we'll have a beer on the patio on 2024 Farm Technology Days of Wisconsin Farmers Union, busy with so many efforts like the producer-led watershed councils and getting themselves a new home, staying in Chippewa Falls, the Wisconsin Farmers Union with Julie Bomar, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Landscape Envy? That's what you create when you add Kalani Wash decorative stone to your landscape. Choose from our selection of multicolored stones for around trees, shrubs, and under decks. Plus, we offer gravel stone for walkways, driveways, and a base for patio bricks and retaining walls. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. And good-looking decorative stone. Maintaining your equipment is an ongoing process. Blaine's Farm and Fleet is there to help with great prices on brand-name products. Like Carlisle, their cutting-edge technology, product performance, and quality keeps your equipment moving along. Right now, all Carlisle trailer, lawn and garden, UTV and ATV, and agriculture tires are 10% off. For superior products, trust the experts at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Plus, for easy shopping, buy online for drive through ship to home, or same-day delivery options. Some jewelry stores try to dazzle you with gigantic showrooms and tons of inventory, but honestly, you don't want to pay for the jewelry store. You want to pay for your custom piece. William Thomas Custom Jewelry is proud of their quaint location and modest reputation for keeping their overhead low and their prices affordable. Allow William Thomas Custom Jewelry to help you create that one-of-a-kind piece. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler. You're in the construction business, you love what you do, and you're good at it, but traveling all over the state for one job here and there is getting old. When you join the crew at SNR Remodeling, your home sweet home every night because the jobs are local. No nights, no weekends, more time for family, and there's plenty of work so you can stay ahead financially. SNR Remodeling. Apply online at snrremodeling.net. SNR We are trying to start Linda's day on a bright note. She's in Reeseville, one of our regular rainfall reporters, and she's also the winner of our June Rural Mutual Weather Station. Congratulations, Linda. We appreciate your contributions. I don't know that uh, we necessarily got a lot of rain to report in the last 24 hours' time, but if you did, the toll-free talk text line, 877-301-FARM. That's 877 877- Three zero one three two seven six. Stumach, what did you see in your rain gauge? Anything much? I know it seemed like a trace on the west side of Madison. 
That was it. There was a tenth of an inch here at Fond du Lac. I would have a tenth of an inch at the airport at Madison, a tenth of an inch at Johnson Creek, 15 hundredths at Reedsburg, and everybody else seemingly to have less than that. So not a real wet way to start into a Monday, but there will be some shower chance around. Low pressures hedging through from the west. A cool front extends southwest down into Iowa, and the radar indicates that rain is in Iowa, back in South Dakota, Nebraska as well. There is a chance for all of us, even as we look toward Farm Technology Day's grounds, that there could be some rain a bit later today. Oh, it could happen already midday from Eau Claire to Loyal down to La Crosse or into the afternoon further south and east, late afternoon over in eastern Wisconsin. But a few showers, maybe an isolated thunderstorm, that chance lingers into the night. And then we start to dry it out. A very slight rain chance looking toward tomorrow afternoon. Uh, almost anywhere, but it's a very small chance. And otherwise drying out and staying cooler right through midweek. Right on toward the end of the week. A little more cool, comfortable weather trying to show up. I'll have forecast details right after Join this. the fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. She'll give you the latest forage updates from L4X Seeds on Tuesday, July 12th. Just visit booth 965 right across from the hot air balloon. Make L4X your stop for alfalfa excellence. See you there. Our friends at Steffes Group will be at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days with fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee. Since 1960, Steffes has been selling everything from combines and tractors to hay and livestock. Demand is high. Catch them July 13th at 9 a.m. at booth B144. It's time for a soybean update with John Gaska, research agronomist with UW Extension. Growers need to um, be aware of uh, label restrictions for the final herbicide applications that they'll be doing. Right now is probably the uh, around the, the end of the herbicide application season in general, especially with some of the uh, extend and enlist or Liberty Link type soybeans. Check your label, but basically around the R1 growth stage, the flowering stage is the end of the season for that. The next things that we'll be watching for, we'll be watching the weather and see how that might affect the incidence of white mold in soybeans. We have an app called Forecaster that was developed by the plant pathology department through the through a grant through the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, and that can help predict whether you might or not, not have Um, white mold in the field. So we'll be watching that. That's your soybean update brought to you by the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. For more information, visit badgerbean.com. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. All righty, Stu, complete our forecast. What do you got? All right, the Compure Financial Ag Weather Update, a mostly cloudy day on this Monday. Showers develop yet this morning, lacrosse to Eau Claire, even over toward Loyal. And later on today, as we head further east and southeast, showers and isolated thunderstorm. Low 80s for a lot of us could be 84 or better lacrosse to Madison. Southwest winds at 5 to 15. The rain chance lingers into the evening, ending clearing somewhat overnight. 
We fall back into the low 60s, could be an upper 50 as you head up towards central Wisconsin. Northwest winds about 5 to 15. Some sunshine Tuesday, a slight chance still of an afternoon or evening shower or storm around 80s, some upper 70s elsewhere. Northwest winds 5 to 15. And then mostly sunny, upper 70s, maybe an 80 here or there Wednesday, Pam. Sounds pretty nice midweek on toward Thursday. A small chance of rain trying to edge in a bit later Friday. Boy, pretty decent weather, though, for Farm Tech Days. I'll talk to you again on Thursday when I get back, all right? All right, have fun. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Monday. Compure Financial is your financial partner. Committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. Like I said, I hope you're going to visit me either at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days yourself or be sure to follow us, Fabulous Farm Babe, on Facebook. That's where I'll be posting uh, videos and my conversations with all of our partners. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Youngke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to DeKalb, constantly innovating products and technology to maximize crop protection, production, and yields. And from Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sons Remodeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You could be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. New kitchen? New bath? You can increase the value of your home without draining your savings account. AF Construction has easy finance options. For a limited time, 12 months, same as cash loans are available with approved credit. See the website for details. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. A unique style of great country music. It's Colt Ford. With the outlaw southern sounds of the Lax. Performing live Sunday, August 14th at Ho-Chunk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells. Tickets are on sale now through Ticketmaster. See a John Deere in field, we can ride it. It's Colt Ford and the Lax. Sunday, August 14th at Ho-Junk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells, your grown-up getaway. Must be 21 to attend the Colt Ford and Lax concert and to enter the gaming floor. The world seems to be moving in slow motion. You're ready to gear it up. Sugar.
Sugar River Raceway is now open for the season, and the track is calling your name. A half-mile paved sprint course with 10 challenging turns. This is no slow-as-you-go amusement park ride. These are full-blown 50-mile-an-hour screaming machines. Book your bachelor party, company outing, or your badass desire for speed at SugarRiverRaceway.com. Just 40 minutes south of Madison and Broadhead. Get your race on! This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. 80% of you have said you don't want to haggle over car prices. That's 80% of you who don't want to jump through hoops or play games. So Bergstrom Automotive got rid of it, all of it. The haggling, the cat and the mouse routine, even the salespeople. Bergstrom Automotive simply has non-commissioned advisors. They're not trying to win a contest or make quotas. They're paid to do nothing more than help you. Bergstrom knows they offer the most desired makes and models out there. Allow them to assist you in selecting the right one for you. Plus, guaranteed credit approval on a vehicle you choose to call your own. While the other places wheel and deal, today's buying experience? The better way is at Bergstrom Automotive. Visit a Bergstrom location near you or bergstromauto.com. Uh, you want to talk about one Keston Hira, um, about what some people were saying about Kestaddy out there in the outfield. So he made a good catch. I mean, Keston Hira was like literally the only bright spot besides Corbin Burns in that game. Yeah, the last time we saw the Brewers, it was all Keston Hira. He made that really nice catch out in left field, which prevented the, the uh, Cubs from scoring, then came back the next inning and hit a solo shot. But the biggest thing, and, and I just don't quite get it, is whenever Keston here is playing in the outfield, you normally on the broadcast, whether that be on TV or on the radio, they're always talking about how Keston here inexperienced out there in the outfield. I, and I just sit there and, and kind of chuckle because it's like, don't you think that these guys that cover the team, whether they're radio or TV, know pretty much everything about these players? You would you would think because, you know, they put their research in and the work in. I mean, that's that's they grind. We, we saw Keston here play second base. Yeah. Keston Hira is not a second baseman. No. The, Keston Hira came out in the draft. He was, he was a center fielder for UC Irvine. Now, he played two-plus seasons at center field. He was a center fielder in high school, where obviously he's the best player on his team. Yeah. He goes then to UC Irvine, which is a good program, Division One in the Big West, and was the best center fielder on his team. For two-plus years, until that third year, which was his final year of school, he started having elbow issues. And when they were when they were scouting Keston Hira, 
He had the best bat in that Major League Baseball draft. He was one that the scouts said he has a Major League ready bat right now. Run. Where if you took him from UCR Irvine and placed him on the Brewers, he was a kid that could figure out a way to hit. Mm-hmm. Now, best bat. Now, the reason why he dropped, I believe, to 10th where the Brewers selected him, because he was a top three talent, according to scouts, was because of that elbow injury. And the reason why he moved positions from center field was because of the elbow. And Mm -hmm. that was where they didn't know if he was going to have to have Tommy John surgery, which is something you really don't see very often for a player that plays in the field. Mm Mm-hmm. And it ended up being he he didn't need surgery, but he got one of those shots in his elbow. So then halfway through that season, he wasn't playing outfield anymore. He was playing DH because in college they have a DH. Now, at uh, the lower levels of the minor leagues, you have DH. But before that, you have to remember the timeline was before the universal DH came into baseball. Yeah. So the Brewers did not have a DH spot, and they looked around at positions And with the guys that they had said, well, let's try him at second base if he has a bad elbow. Because when he wasn't DHing, he did play a couple games at second base for UC Irvine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, we saw that experiment. And he came in to the Brewers in 2018, I believe, when he was drafted. So he only played about half a season in the minor leagues after the draft. And he was at the lower level major leagues where they had a DH. So he just strictly DH'd and he lit it up, hit the hell out of the baseball flew through the minor league system, and all of a sudden we saw him halfway through roughly 2019. Yep. He's a guy that only played about one, roughly one full season in the minor leagues, and when he started to get to that double-A level where he had to play the field, they put him at second base. Then they say, well, that wasn't very good. Obviously, he had a lot of growing pains at second base, a position he really never played in his entire life. Yeah. And he was trying to learn it at the major league level while he was on fire with the bat in 2019. It's like trial by fire. But then you see that he struggled. So like, okay, maybe he's a first baseman. Well, they try him at first base after they already acquire Rowdy Telez, and he's a guy that's five foot ten <laughs> well, at first base. What, what did Willie Adamas like airmail it over his yeah. head? Yeah, and and probably a guy at Rowdy Telez's size, six three, six four, is going to be a guy that's going to get it. But at five ten, he doesn't have a ton of range at first base. Yeah, just because he's five ten doesn't mean he can't play first base. But he's going to be limited in in the yeah, amount of the ground like he can Rowdy. he can cover when the the balls are errant. I just don't get how the broadcast can say <laughs> he's so inexperienced in the outfield. He literally played outfield a hundred times more than he's played second or first base. That's his position. That was his position before he got hurt. Yeah. Now, he never profiled to be a center fielder because the arm when healthy wasn't strong enough to be a center fielder. So there's no doubt he wasn't going to come into the major leagues and be a center fielder for the Brewers sure, sure. if everything went well. He was always going to be a corner outfielder. But now, if you watched him and in left field when he made that catch, hell he of a took, catch! He took a hell of a route to the baseball to get to the ball. Hell of like a catch! All all the kids out there watching, the first thing they should be watching was the route he took. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots—it's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, this weather forecast looks fantastic for Wisconsin Farm Technology Days this week. Cloudy skies today and 85. Tomorrow, sunshine and 81. Wednesday, sunshine and 80 degrees. Thursday, sunshine and 83. I can't remember 
The last time the state's largest outdoor agriculture event had that kind of weather forecast. We'll be enjoying it along with you up in Clark County starting officially 9 a.m. tomorrow morning just outside of Loyal at Rail Acres. You can follow all the details at our Facebook page, Fabulous Farm Babe. I'm so glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the 11th day of July. Did you know on this day back in 1839, the very first patent was issued in the state of Wisconsin? And guess what it was for? An improved plow. The first patent issued to someone from Wisconsin improved on the moldboard plow. It uh, basically made the moldboard straight and flat, which, when united in the center with a curvular part of the moldboard, required less power to drag through the dirt. The fellow that got that first patent was Ebenezer Whiting from Racine. He ultimately went on to become vice president of the J.I. Case Plow Company. First patent issued in Wisconsin on this day back in 1839. On this day in 1914, Babe Ruth made its his first appearance in Major League Baseball with the Boston Red Sox on this day back in 1914. And on this day, back in 1976, singer-actor Frank Sinatra, who was 60 years old, married his fourth wife, Barbara Marks. She was 45. That ultimately ended up being both of their last marriages. And now you know. Well, like I said, we've got Wisconsin Farm Technology Days coming up beginning tomorrow in uh, Clark County. And one of the items that's very unique, especially for the Clark County Show, is of interest to anyone that enjoys draft horses or equine in general. Stephanie Hoff's got an update. Where tradition and technology meet. That's the theme for this year's Wisconsin Farm Technology Days in Clark County. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. And right there in the logo, the horse represents the traditional way of farming. And it's become a more recent tradition to have an equine show at Farm Tech Days. When Clark County last hosted Farm Tech Days in 2005, a new feature was the Meyer Farms 10-horse Belgian Pyramid Hitch, and it was a hit. Since then, the hitch has been featured at several Farm Tech Days, most recently at Wood County in 2018. Danny Meyer, who is in charge of the equine committee for this year's show, tells us more about the significance of that pyramid hitch. It's really a goofy hitch. I mean, it's got no usable reason except for show. And uh, when we started the Central Wisconsin State Fair, my brother and I, Randy and I, when we started the, the uh, draft horse show, and that was back in, uh, in also in about um, 1992. And uh, when we started that show, the first thing... After three years, we wanted to do something a little different. We were getting over 200 and some, 280 horses one year at that show. And so we, we started talking about the pyramid because we knew that at the circus, they hitched a pyramid. And we thought people would love that. So we had four people that tried it, and we had more people in the ring to handle the horses than we had horses, you know. But the thing was, it, um, it really caught the public eye. And then my brother Randy, then after that, he started getting into the pyramid. And so the, the pyramid is it's one horse... It's like bowling pins. It's one horse, two horses, three horses, and four. And the wheel horses, the, the, the driver is the big thing. Number one, what do you do with those three horses? You can't put a pole between the horse's legs. You can't. At first, we used to drive it. With, we'd, put, uh, we'd put like a, a pair of fills on it. Well, then the horses couldn't run, and we like to run them. So when he drives those horses, the big thing is he drives those four in the back with his pinky fingers. 
and he drives the next three with the next finger, the ring finger, and the next two, which are, well, which is, uh, I guess your friendly finger, we'll call it, <laughs> and, your, and then your index finger, you drives that lead horse. But the thing, the trick of driving it is 40 feet of line to that front horse to the wagon. And so when that horses make a 90 degree turn, that front horse, he has to pull in five to eight feet of line. So the guy next to him, his son, uh, Kurt, uh, uh, Chris Meyer drives it now, he pulls those lines through his fingers. And the other thing that's hard to believe when you drive it is every horse has bit contact. Like when they drove the 40-horse hitch back when uh, Dick Sparrow drove the 40-horse hitch uh, in, the, in early history there for the, the uh, circus parade used to be in Milwaukee. Well, they only drove the outside horses. Well, here we, we cut figure eights in that with this sponge. So these horses, so that lead horse is the key. And he does a lot by voice commands. Ha is left, G is, is right, and ho and oh God is the other one. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When hot weather strikes, cattle are stressed. Feed intake decreases and milk production drops. Summer heat may also impact the performance of your herd's reproductive program. Protect your bottom line this summer. Add BioVet's Bovine Gold Light to the TMR and keep your livestock hydrated, milk production up, and breeding program in check. Add Bovine Gold Light to your operation today. Find BioVet online at bio-vet.com. Bio-vet.com. Well, commodity markets are firm on a Monday morning. Right now, we've got December corn up 19 cents at 6.42. November beans are up 21 cents, 14.17, and September wheat up 18 cents right now at 9.10. On Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped a half a cent to 2.18 and a quarter. 40-pound block cheese was up two and a half at 2.11, while double A butter gained three to close the week at 2.97 a pound. Right now, August milk is unchanged at 2175 a hundredweight. September milk closed nine cents stronger, 2229 a hundredweight. But keep an eye out because the Dow Jones Industrial Average this morning is down currently more than 170 points. Again, don't forget, we're looking forward to seeing you at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Want to follow all the action of the broadcast partners we're working with? Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, the best way to take care of that. Show starts officially 9 a.m. tomorrow morning just outside of Loyal in Clark County. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I've had the opportunity to be involved in several programs in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, one of which was the Farm Bureau Institute 
It's a great leadership program to help develop leadership skills, whether it's social media skills or the opportunity to speak to legislators and learn different ways and tools you can use to help get your message across. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership development. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. If you suffer from joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments, pain meds and steroids, and then surgery, right? Hey, it's Ebo with great news. Now there's a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Listen, steroid shots are toxic to your joints, pain meds are addictive, and nobody wants to go under the knife. It's 2022, and those old ways are out, and the new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you quality of life you deserve. Call now and schedule a free consultation. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. QC Kinetics. 608-319-1750. Recently, the U.S. Navy delivered tons of food to hungry people halfway around the world. But you could help someone in your own community simply by donating a can of soup. Last week, a Navy doctor saved the life of a total stranger. Just like you could by giving a pint of blood. The men and women of America's Navy do some amazing things to make the world a better place. So can you. Whether it's by donating food or simply giving time, right in your own backyard. Brought to you by America's Navy. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin joins us today. And remember, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is entirely driven by our hardworking dairy farm families across the state. Their checkoff dollars contributed through their milk checks go toward research, education, and promotion of Wisconsin's dairy products and support of our dairy industry as a whole. Research, education, and promotion. And they're far more active than just your June dairy amounts. And we've got an excellent example of that today. Amber Raditz is along with us. She's the agricultural Water Quality Program Manager with uh, UW Extension. And, um, of course, many of you probably recognize Amber as a key partner with the UW Discovery Farms Program. And let's start there, Amber. Give people a little background on the Wisconsin Discovery Farms Program, how long it's been around, and really what it ultimately was designed to do. Yeah, thanks, Pam, for having me on to be able to talk about this. So um, the Discovery Farms Program was started in Wisconsin over 20 years ago, actually, and really was driven by farmers, you know, that were facing some different changes that were coming um, in terms of water quality and how we manage our agricultural practices to protect our water quality here in Wisconsin. And those farmers said, listen, we want to bring the research farm out to our individual fields. We want to know how our practices are impacting the water quality um, of the water that's, that's moving off of our fields. And so at that time, Dennis Frame and Fred Madison worked really closely with the dairy farmers of Wisconsin and um, the other agricultural groups to be able to set up this program that does uh, water quality monitoring on working Wisconsin farms. 
So not just on research stations owned by the university or things like that. It's bringing that monitoring equipment out to Wisconsin farms. And so over the past 20 years, what we've been able to do with that program is to be able to, um, we've worked with like over 30 farmers on installing equipment in their fields and understanding more about how different practices have uh, help us in our quest to, you know, continuously improve our agricultural impact on water. So we have these volunteer farmers that want to, you know, basically turn their farm into a learning lab. And we're so grateful for that because, um, you know, without the farmers being willing to turn their farms into, you know, a, a research research area and without the support of our um, agricultural groups and the dairy farmers of Wisconsin since the beginning, we would not have the information that we have now on, um, you know, runoff from agricultural areas as well as um, understand just a better understanding of how all these pieces play together. Yeah, and people are writing policy that uh, is dictating a lot of farm practices or not not allowing farm practices. And this Discovery Farm Research Project has been able to match real world data with policy development. Now let's talk a little bit more about the role that the dairy checkoff and our dairy farmers of Wisconsin played. Like you said, Amber, initially dairy farmers of Wisconsin recognized how important a program like this was. What else have they been doing to support the program, I guess, through the past 20 years? Yeah, so they've been a um, one of the funding sources for Discovery Farms for the past 20 years. And I know in working with other agricultural groups in other states, it's always, you know, a real point of discussion about, you know, that our farmers are actually funding this research and through the dairy checkoff. The other parts that um, dairy farmers of Wisconsin have played within our program are um, to help link us up with uh, farmers and, and farms that are pra- using different practices that we need to know more about. And then helping us promote our um, educational materials and events and things like that, just trying to you know, not just always talk to the same people, right? We're always trying to grow our our audience and get to get more information out to more people. How many sites are active right now, Amber? And what's coming up as far as farms that want to engage in the process? Yeah, so right now we have projects in um, up in Langlade County uh, in Antigo. That's working with some potato growers uh, on trying to understand cover crops, how cover crops might fit into their system and help with um, some of the challenges they're facing. We've got uh, two sites over in Kiwani County. Those are both on dairies that are using some really interesting practices there. Uh, and then we've got two sites down in Juneau County where we're working on some manure apple location pieces, cover crops, things like that. Uh, And then we just put in two sites in Marathon County, both on dairy farms as well. Um, And so what we're looking at right now with our edge of field monitoring, which is water that would move like through a waterway off of a field, we're trying to really understand how those cover crops change things for water quality. We hear a lot about cover crops as it relates to like soil health or things like that, but we're really trying to put a pin in um, what what impacts cover crops have for water quality that moves over the land surface. The other thing that we're really starting to embark on right now, because it's a very important issue in the state, is starting to do some new monitoring, new to us monitoring, that is uh, focused on nitrate leaching. So trying to understand when water moves through and past the crop's roots, 
what is the how much water is moving through there and getting getting past the root zone and what is the nitrogen concentration of that and what kind of practices could we do to reduce the amount of nitrogen that makes it past the root zone so we have one um set of monitoring installed in Pepin County already for that. We're going to be installing in a few more areas of the state, and that'll be a real area of growth for us over the next few years because that's, that's some information that farmers really need right now is to know how, how they can adapt practices to really reduce that, that nitrogen leaching piece. For sure. Amber Raditz along with us. She is the Agricultural Water Quality Program Manager through UW Extension. Heavily connected to what we're talking about for the most part is the UW Discovery Farms Program on farm research, or I should say farms that take research and apply it to their farms. You know, one big phrase that we are all dealing with in agriculture today, Amber, is that sustainability story. Uh, Talking about conservation practices, benefits there. Now, I've been watching the Discovery Farms program for 20 years but i know you guys have also made that shift a little bit from just crops and soils what is this ag and water quality initiative is that part of what you were just discussing in pepin or tell us more about that shift yeah so the shift is really it's you know it's pretty subtle to anybody on the outside it's more significant to how we're doing our our work within the organization so um you know we've through discovery farms we've always uh, used a lot of grant funding, including that from the Dairy Checkoff and Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, and also nationally competitive grants and um, some funding from the state budget. And then um, just recently, we were able to um, talk with our leadership at Extension and say, listen, there is so much demand for this kind of information, we need some more people to do that. And so there was an um, a increase to the extension state budget through um, some motions brought forth by our legislatures, and they are appreciating you know, the, the work that we're trying to do. So we're actually able to add some new staff members that will be focusing on outreach of Discovery Farms information and other related water quality information to our agricultural producers and agricultural advisors in the state. And so the way that that kind of comes into practice is that we now have at Extension an agricultural water quality program, and then Discovery Farms will just be like nestled right alongside of that or within that. And so Discovery Farms will continue to do the research piece and have that really credible Um, water quality research on farms, and then our agricultural water quality program staff, of which now we've just hired three new people, will be the folks that are out working directly with folks like farmer-led watershed groups and um, doing presentations, creating materials. It's just a really exciting opportunity to be able to have more people to continue to really make the wheels turn here and get that information out where it really needs to be. Excellent. Great to visit with you, Amber. I appreciate it. Again, if you're just joining us, this is Amber Raditz. You've probably seen her for more than 20 years. The UW Discovery Farms program has been helping Wisconsin farmers take research generated on campus and implement it in their fields. And Amber is very closely connected with the program. She's the Agricultural Water Quality Program Manager with UW Extension. And this message is all brought to you courtesy of Dairy Farmer Checkoff Dollars, making sure that our dairy farmers can connect the dots on where their dairy checkoff dollars are being invested. And now you know that when it comes to 